Hello, cinephiles and listeners of the Split Take Podcast. This is episode 14 of the podcast. 14, you may ask. It might actually be numbered 13. And that is because number episode number 13 has been infinitely delayed. Um, Chandler and I recorded that episode a while back. I was using my old microphone. And we recorded it late at night, and I think Chandler changed his recording location so his audio sounds like crap. And we had our good friend Brenton Bender, who is a student at USC film school there, grad school. Uh, So it was a great episode. We talked about the Oscars, and we talked about the African movie from uh, Senegal, Tukibuki. At some point, I would like to re-record that conversation, but that probably won't happen for a while. I might even um, edit that podcast, the audio that's terrible, and just kind of release it as a bonus episode, but I didn't want to subject anyone to that at this moment. So instead, I skipped ahead, and we are now at episode 13, uh, which was originally going to be episode 14, uh, in which we discuss the film Zero de Conduite, which is a old, old French film by the filmmaker Jean Vigo. It is on the Criterion channel, and if you get the opportunity, I recommend you go take a look at it before you listen to the episode. Lastly, I would just like to mention that the next episode was originally going to be about the life and death of Colonel Blimp and the new movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire. However, that has been postponed. We have recorded it. It is fine. There's nothing wrong with that one. But we're postponing it because coronavirus, and we thought it would be fun to do a coronavirus special and talk about some movies that Chandler and I like to watch when we are stuck at home while we are sick. So without further ado, here is our episode where we're going to discuss some movies from the Criterion Collection, which make great Blu-ray editions of really classic movies, talk about some movies that we got over the past month. And then we'll talk about a really freaking old French movie. So I hope you enjoy. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Wow. I don't actually. I don't even know. I'm. I'm usually pretty good. Yeah. No. I was about to say that I don't think you've ever answered not fantastic to that question. Yeah. No reason to not feel fantastic. Well, that's a good uh, way of living life. I. I am. I am twenty minutes. I got twenty minutes left. In the four and a half hour Twin Peaks explanation video, and uh, oh. let me tell you, I wouldn't still be watching it for four hours if it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, it probably makes a whole lot of sense. It does. I think I have Twin Peaks: The Return figured out in my own. Oh, head. really? Uh, then when you get here, I would love to hear your interpretation because part of me is kind of sad that I watched all this because a lot of the mystery is gone. At least as far as this interpretation. This interpretation's pretty rock solid. Mm. So I would be curious to hear, because I, I hear a lot of interpretations that sound good, yeah. but I always, I have a moment in the TV show that I can point to that either confirms or denies most theories. Oh, most theories don't. Okay. Most theories either incorporate it, but then it falls apart elsewhere, or they don't incorporate it. Well, this will definitely I'm... take me more than it's. It's not a one sentence theory. There are multiple. Okay. But I'll say that so, premiere here. That would be a, a long time. Mm-hmm. We we will put a pin in that. We'll, I'll write it down in the show notes. Of course. And we'll uh, 
we'll come back to it. Yes. I'm I'm due for a rewatch of Twin Peaks the return I'm, anyway. I'm so. literally about to. Because I've been showing my girlfriend Twin Peaks. And we watched Oh, we also need to get Nick Johnson to watch it because well, he same, was going through well, the original. That's the same and then... thing, because Nick Johnson did the same thing that my girlfriend did. Where uh Nick Johnson got to about halfway through season two and stopped watching. Which I understand because hmm. it's not very good. But y- you gotta you gotta what I did. You gotta do what I did. You... Oh, I oh. just skipped the. Okay, yeah. Oh, y- which you told me, and I thought, no, I could be missing some stuff, and no, I really couldn't. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, that you, you can. can just... You also can go on. There's so many YouTube channels that'll just summarize yeah. it for you, so you're not. Yeah. Missing. I mean, I suppose you're missing some time with those characters that might be beneficial to have to feel the nostalgia. Yeah. For that's true. But for me, it worked out perfectly fine. I didn't feel any like disconnect between what Lynch was trying to communicate about the past and the future yeah. and all that. Yeah. You get a lot of what you need out of those characters from the first season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm very excited mm-hmm. to rewatch because I bought the, the box set. It was on sale for mm-hmm. 40 bucks at Best Buy, so I bought the complete box set. I'm going to watch, as I watch The Return, I'm going to watch all the special features as well. Because I do oh, just good. find there's that a, There's a good amount of special there's features a lot. on that. And I just, I find David Lynch endlessly entertaining. As a person, as, a, as an artist, yep, all of as it. an entity in the universe, he is fascinating. Not many. I still need to read. I have his book, uh, Room to Dream. Oh, really? I still need to, yeah. to read it, yeah. Not a lot of people are interesting enough where I'll watch a three-hour experimental film shot on a DVR camera. But David Lynch <laughs> is that person. He certainly is. All right, I have... I have big news. What's the big news? I think you asked me how I was doing, and then I, we never got oh, around yeah. to, how are you to answering that question. Because yes. I am doing more than fantastic Oh, today. more than fantastic. Okay, why? Despite the fact that I have literally been fiddling with audio for 45 minutes to try to get it to work. Yeah. And I am now recording in a program I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, oh, so no. fingers crossed. Oh, no. Yes, Audacity just did not work for me. Interesting. Um, so here's a little hint as to what what is going on on my half of the recording right now. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, I've told you that I have a new microphone. Yes. It's nice. A, I've seen it. And it sounds it good. It is. It's a Yeti. It's it's the jet black version. And then I have a little pop filter mm-hmm. to deal with the, the P's and the Q's and then not the Q's, but the plosives. Yes. Yes. Of course. So that's great. But I have another piece of hardware. Uh, and the hint is that I am now recording on GarageBand. Oh, Oh yeah, you got a new computer. I got a new computer. I, I not just any kind of computer. I have a new iMac, Chandler. Yes, a huge, freaking iMac, and it is wonderful. I literally I left work early at four thirty. Yes, sped all the way to the Mac store because it just got here today. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was going to record on it, so it just got. I got the no- notification. Sped to the Mac store. Sped home, and then I've just spent the last hour setting it up and then trying uh, downloading audacity and then trying to figure out how the mic works on audacity long story short i couldn't yeah now we're here half an hour later late and but with a new computer with a new computer yeah and i you know garage band will do fine yeah, and i'll fine. quite frankly i'm retiring audacity after this i'm gonna get my paycheck comes in tomorrow so i'm gonna get the full adobe suite and i'll be recording on audition uh, and editing the program yeah. on audition so i I, you don't need to. No, I. All you I do can, is record. I can get so. it. I can get it. I get it for no, free well, through my here's work. Here's the thing. Oh, well then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
don't know why I have no using that already. But honestly, you don't need it. All you need is recording. That's true. So this is true. We'll see. I I have it on my work computer, and I'll give it a go. Mm -hmm. See what it looks like. But yes, this is. Wow. When was the last time we recorded? It was the Deer Hunter for like a month. Yeah. It was. No, it was with Tuki Buki. Oh yeah. I think we recorded that after. You're right. You're right. Deer Hunter and then Tuki Buki. Which none of that has been edited. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be the first thing I do when I get home well, we uh, have from Phoenix. This, th- we're recording this now, but we have at least two episodes we'll be releasing before this. Yes, hopefully we're going to get back on a regular schedule, yeah. and we have a few episodes in the bank, so yep. there's like a delay now. Yep. So that should be good. But by the time they hear this, it won't matter because those episodes will have already come out. Yes, yep. and I, my computer, my laptop still works fine, thank goodness, but my old computer is... Just it was not doing what it needed to be doing. Yep. And it is now it's retired, but it, it's still here. It's been put in the nursing home, and I will I'll use it to watch movies on a second screen while I'm working on a Mac. There you go. Its legacy has been fulfilled. Oh, uh, here's here's a quick question I want to ask you. Why don't you walk us through the criterions that you bought during the oh. slash flash sale? Because you you I was we, literally just thinking we of that. were we we uh reversed our roles here because usually it's the me who's the one who's recklessly buying and you are sparsely choosing one or two but i only got one and it was blood simple and i've already watched all the special features and the movie itself wow. yep i i suppose that's easy enough when you have one yeah to watch yeah i just find a lot of the coen brothers special features interesting interesting because they don't do them all that often um and i do i'm surprised that they have they have Blood Simple, and then they have Inside Lewin Davis, and they don't... That's it. Yeah. In the Criterion Collection. I mean... So, they need more. They do need more. Um, I, I... Maybe, like, Miller's Crossing or something. I think you can get know. most of... Anything besides... You can... Anything except for Hudsucker Proxy, Intolerable Cruelty, and Lady Killers could belong in the collection. Those are the only ones I'm kind of in about. But... I would do... I I would go for, like, a B-tier Coen bro, Brothers. I would love a Hell Caesar uh, Criterion. Mm. Indubitably. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I I kind of went all out. I mean, honest to goodness, I think my birthday this year uh, was the biggest day of spending in my entire life. <laughs> was that was Period. that when you got the computer as well? Yeah, I got the. I ordered the computer on that day. I got the. I think I got the microphone after the day after that because I got some Amazon gift cards. But then I I ordered quite a quite a few movies on Criterion, so. I got, let's see, uh, Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, which completes my Kurosawa Blu-ray collection. I think I'll have to start getting the DVDs. Yeah, you gotta get um, Drunken Angel, I think is a DVD-only release. Mm-hmm. I gotta get uh, The Bad Sleep Well, which is a great Kurosawa. I haven't seen if it. If you, like you, you like High and I Low, love High it's, and low. it's, it's the one favorite. that's most like High and Low. Oh, interesting, so. okay. I got the earrings of Madame De, a classic, which we have discussed. We reviewed on this podcast, great... yes, and I watched it last night with my mom. She loved it. Oh, of she that's, that's nice to hear that she liked. It. Yeah. Did you and Did you watch I... the forward? Oh, did you you watch the forward for the podcast? Didn't you? Yeah, I watched yeah, a bunch of the special Anderson. features for the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I watched it again last night too, just because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. The, the he's man, just an interesting he's guy. A very interesting man. Yeah. Yeah, he just likes movies. He does. He's a big fan. A kindred spirit, perhaps. Yep. And then I got Les Samurai, the other another film that we reviewed on also this great. podcast. Yeah, those two. I felt like, hey, we re- we reviewed them. I love them, so I 
I should probably get them. Mm-hmm. Then I got Yashijiro Ozu's Late Spring, which is widely considered to be his other masterpiece beside Tokyo Story. I mean, a lot of his movies are masterpieces, but that's the other one that's really held in high regard. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before. It's been a while. I know you haven't seen it. Is that it. the one with farting? It is a- no. Okay. I think that that's Good Morning. Ah, okay. Yes. Which is also a great one. Um, I, I'm really, for the Ozu collection, I'm really hoping, crossing my fingers for them releasing uh, Floating Weeds mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. But it's on DVD, and I have so far refrained from buying it, because I think, I hope they'll release it. Anyway, uh, Late Spring is on the BFI list. We'll be watching it much later. Oh, very nice. Uh, it's near, yes, it's near the top, so... Look forward to that. Another film that's on the BFI list that I bought was Le Eclisse. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's uh, Italian, uh, Antonioni. It means the eclipse. And I think it's about halfway through the BFI list. Great movie. So you, you're Seen doing some prospective purchasing. Yeah, but I've been meaning to buy an Antonioni film for a while. And I think I was going to go for uh, La Ventura, mm-hmm. which is my favorite of his. But... I watched that a lot on the Criterion channel, including the commentary. So ah, I felt that I'd kind of fair. wait a bit before I, I spend some money on that. What else did I get? Oh, I Roma. recently got a hard a hard day's night. Oh yeah, yeah. that was at Zia though. Was it on sale? Yeah, because every yeah. time I go to Zia, it's on sale for like fifteen bucks. I still haven't bought it. Well, it was on sale, and it's great. So, hey. I've seen it so many uh, times I did, because I, my mom owned the VHS. I watched it a bunch oh, as a kid. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I've only just recently discovered it. I love the grandpa. Uh, He's funny. Because of uh, because of yesterday from last year. Really? The one good thing to come out of that movie. Yeah. Because we watched movie? it. We we went to the, the movie theater and then we went back to the house and Nate, Nick, and I watched A Hard Day's Night. Yeah, it's good. And Brenton, I think. It's a good movie. Especially if you really like the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. And then I got Roma. Yes. Which is... Did, did you buy it? I did buy it. I've yet to watch it because I'm waiting... It is a crispy criterion. It is a very... It is thick. I, I very much enjoy I, it. Well, that's... That and the, the earrings of Madame Day yeah. are both oh really God, nice. Very nice. The Madame Day cover is just incredible. Um, that one is... I'd buy it for the cover alone. I did buy it, it for just, the cover It also alone. feels really yeah, nice. Yeah, I bought it for the you cover did. and um, there was a... Wes Anderson's a huge fan of the movie. He talked about it a lot in both the Ten Bombs special features and the Rushmore special features. So I mm-hmm. thought, oh, you know, I do like to see where my favorite directors get their inspirations. And I bought it. And then I didn't realize it was on the list. And it, yeah, it was it was very fortunate timing. But the Roma one, we've discussed. I, I liked Roma. I wasn't as huge into Roma as a lot of people were. But I was in Barnes & Noble one day and I saw it was on sale 30% off. And I thought, damn, that's a good looking Criterion. So I bought it, um, and I've yet to watch it because I feel like a huge part of why I wasn't as into it the first time is because I watched it on TV speakers, mm. and I recently purchased a sound bar, so I'm just waiting for a good opportunity oh, good. to let it all wash over me. Maybe I'll like it a bit more. Good, 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 good. I hope you do. Yeah. I hope you do. Um, so the last criterion that I've bought recently, not during the sale... Mm. And this will lead us on to our discussion of our first BFI movie of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought The Complete Jean Vigo, which I found at uh, Bookman's uh, here in Tucson I do like that the other movie. day yeah. on sale 
for cheaper than it should have been priced, wow. which was great. Blu-ray or DVD? Yeah, so. Blu-ray. Uh, I, I literally, I walked up to the, the front counter and I said, this Blu-ray is priced suspiciously low. What's wrong with it? Yeah. And he said, nothing. Just someone accidentally priced it that low. Oh. And gave nice. it to me for it. Yeah. Anyway, so this week we watched Zero de Conduit. Yep. I think. Yep. How that's how I would pronounce it. Uh, what is Zero de Conduit? Zero, Zero de Conduit is a short question mark film. Because it's 40 minutes. It's, it's, it's also a silent question mark film. Because there's quite a bit of talking in it. Um, it is basically... It, it is about mischievous French children acting mischievous. Yes. Uh, I, I like this. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of eh about the movie in general. But I do find it interesting that I feel like this is the sort of epicenter of all of the mischievous men in the French New Wave. I feel like every French New Wave director watched this and was like, ooh, mischief. I want to do that, but with adults. I'm going to give a little... I don't know much about Jean Vigo, but I will give a quick little background. He made... I don't know how much you researched into him, but he made four movies in his lifetime. Four? Uh, some some of them were short films. Yeah, mm-hmm. died early. Uh, uh. And his last film was Adelante. Uh-huh. Um, I forget what that means. It's like The Barge or something. Yeah. And that one's really, really high up, really well-regarded uh, film. And Is that a feature? I, yeah, it's, it's a feature. It's his longest film by far. Gotcha. And it's sil- almost silent. It's kind of like this where it's yeah. a sound movie, but it's practically silent mm-hmm. for most, uh, a lot of the parts. Yeah. and. I watched that and I was not thrilled by it. Yeah. Needless to say, I am ex- not excited, but I'm curious to go back and see what it was about. Yeah. Uh, I do know that in general, Vigo is very highly regarded amongst directors and people working in the industry that are that know of film history because yeah. there's plenty of people who don't care. Um, and I bought the collection. Uh, I probably never would have bought it during a flash sale or anything, uh-huh. and I found it cheaper than a flash sale, so that's probably why I bought it. Yeah. And I bought it just out of almost respect of why like a lot of people like him that I respect, yeah. so thought I'd take a look at the, the other stuff he's done. But yeah, Zero, to Condu- Zero for Conduct is yeah. the, the title yeah. of this. I don't know. You already kind of said your general reaction. Yeah, I, I mean, I really liked the way it looked, and I thought there was a, a, a very well-directed playfulness to a lot of it, but by the end, I just was kind of like, what What? What was the point? It was It was children acting mischievous, adults trying to stop them. Um, I, I did find that there was a lot of funny little uh, parables to the French Revolution going on in here, which mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if you had a, a, a more deeper or a deeper understanding of french history this might resonate a little more with you i only know a little bit of the french revolution um i just thought it was fun well directed but i just didn't get a lot out of it thematically or story-wise i guess i'm not entirely sure what happened if i'm being honest uh well i think there were some it kind of starts out and you need to like take a second to get your bearings as to what's happening yeah because it is kind of, it's a silent film, but kind of not. And it's kind of very grainy and you're just trying to figure out what you're looking at. Yeah. And from my, 
you, you can't really spoil a film like this. You can't. So I'm not going to bother. You can't. Uh, spoiler alert. So um, the we we start out, there's some kids on a train, and they're doing some funny antics. And then they leave the train, and they go to school. And they do... The teachers are assholes. The students are playful assholes. And no one seems to actually be doing any learning. And but then you have the one monitor who's kind of a child on the inside, but an adult. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. It was like the one character that you could kind of like, yeah. oh, he has a personality mm-hmm. that's definable. Uh, He's conflicting. As opposed to everyone He's else. He's an adult with the mind yeah. of a child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I did love the visual of the headmaster, who was just this tiny man yeah. with this large mustache and great head of hair. That was great. That felt very kind of Wes Anderson-y. He was, very, if, he was like an actual little person, was he not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Remind me of, uh, um, I don't know if you ever saw Putney Swope, but Putney Swope. I never did. They're in the movie directed by Robert Downey Sr. Uh, the president of the United States like makes an appearance, but he's a little person. And they just never mm-hmm. acknowledge it. <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt with this. Um, yeah. A lot of zany characters. It's just that... It, the monitor character, the, the one who's kind of the bridge between the adults and the children... Like you said, was the only one I really liked because I kind of felt like the kids were assholes too. Like I understand their problem with authority, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You're also kind of being rude. You also kind of have to learn. They don't have. They don't necessarily have to run the school like drill sergeants, but you also don't have to act like rebels. I feel like it's a two to tango kind of situation. Yeah, where they're feeding off of each other. Yeah, in a way. Uh, one one group is using the other group's behavior to justify what they're doing. Yeah, when they're both just, I don't know. Like it, it does feel. I do know. Like obviously, schools back then were just. It was a much harsher education system in general. Yeah, and I feel like that's the point that John Vigo is going after is kind of uh, commenting on the needlessness of the authority that a lot of the teachers and the school system had. He's just commenting on it with just fun zany yeah. characters. There's not much being said yeah. per se. Although I was, I did read that it caused a lot of controversy in France. Uh, Cause apparently when it was released, people did like their parents did like their, their authoritative education system. Yeah. I, I could see that. That that's what that that's what I was saying about the whole French uh, new wave directors sort of uh, mimicking this attitude, because I I could see how, you know I feel like the world just at large in the early twentieth century was a lot more, I don't want to say authoritarian but a little strict and conservative and I can see especially so early on in the medium of film that this was like a very, very rebellious free spirited kind of movie comparatively so mm-hmm. especially when you have children like this. I could when I was watching, I can definitely think like, oh, this must have been. I I think a huge reason of why this is an influence because this must have been just sort of cathartic for a lot of people living in the stricter society. But you know, when yeah, this is sort of the norm now. It's kind of hard to really put yourself in the mindset of somebody watching this in France in the in the mid twentieth century. Um, but you know, it it's it's got a very consistent free spirit to it. I can understand how people could be influenced by it. It's just a matter of like, I kind of like what the it influenced more than it itself. I would like to finish up by asking the 
obvious question of does this belong on this list? And two, do films of this length? Yeah, that's, have an, any, that's another interesting. Any one. place on this list? I don't. I don't know because I feel like usually films of this length are more so the vi- films of this length are usually the ones that are so far back in film history that they're they're like the sort of center of uh of a lot of these influences compared mm-hmm. to something like a trip to the moon or the great train robbery mm-hmm. where you know they're basic simple stories but they're so well done and so early on that they're very influential um i wouldn't say this deserves to be on it because i i di- haven't checked the list but is the 400 blows not on here the 400 blows is on okay here. i feel like the 400 blows just kind of does what this does but better it may watching this made me want to watch the four hundred blows again, and four hundred blows okay. is a movie that I didn't really care for when I saw it. Yeah, I. No, short films don't have any place on this yeah. list. Yeah, uh, you have to be a feature film. <laughs> like, I get it. There is there are a lot of historically very important short films, mm-hmm. and if I mean if that's the the case. Why not the the train arriving at the station short film? Well, the one with the horse running. It's like one running. of the first things ever made. Yeah, and well, maybe because that's, that's just, not interesting. No, no one would ever con- no one would ever compare that to a feature made movie. Well, I, I will say this: and something like like I said, a trip to the moon, I would find much more interesting, just because I feel like it's such a visual treat with a very coherent story. I could see a trip to the moon being on this list more than I could yeah. see this movie. Yeah, this one just feels weird. This this one feels like a like there's a good amount of French judges on the the BFI that sort of campaigned for this, because it feels very yeah, French. It, this feels like to me like that Vigo is a well respect well respected director, yeah. and they put this on here because of that. And I don't know, but this feels like a a law a student film from long ago. It, yeah, that is experimenting with ideas and it isn't really reaching its full potential in every respect. Cause it has that there useful some, energy. Yeah. Just, there are some things that are really great and there's other things that are just kind of amateurish yeah. by today's standards. I really loved the look of the revolt scene where they have the pillow fight, you know? Oh, I was going to mention that's the, by far the most evocative, like emotionally evocative scene in the entire film is the pillow fight. And then it suddenly goes into slow motion. That's, and yeah. they have like this parade through the, the dormitory, I, and it's great. I put in my letterbox review that this is like the epicenter of Wes Anderson because that shot, in particular, reminded me so much of like Rushmore, um, and you know, th- there's little moments like that that I think are brilliant, but it's not nearly enough, and I just don't think that anything, everything in this movie, has been done better by French new the French new wave directors. Yeah. 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 And even and we're critical of the French New Wave yeah, directors. So like I said, maybe you, you want to watch the four hundred blows. It's it's an odd choice. It's not as odd as like the imitation of life, but it's an odd choice. It's an odd choice in comparison to everything else. Because yeah. forty five minutes this is not the last short film we're gonna see on this list. Interesting. So okay. We're getting this opinion our opinions out here, but I'm very, very adamant that you have to be a feature length movie to be on a list like this yeah well bfi bfi should do another list for films that are shorter that no one would technical care. <laughs> inspirations 
I, 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 I feel like you, I would watch every single one on that. Of, uh, I feel like but, if there's a list like top hundred most influential films, that's different than greatest. Um, yes, this is definitely a very influential film. Greatest has to be a combination of influential plus yeah I agree. other factors, which was why I would say like a French New Wave film that is heavily borrowing themes and styles of this would be a better substitute than this itself. Well, hey, I uh, if you're into really really this is old. This is an it's old very movie. Old. Yeah. Uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, I guess I'd recommend it. You could do worse with 45 minutes of your it's time. It's no Buster Keaton. Um, it's no Charlie. No, Chaplin. I would. God, go go watch those first. Yeah, not not yeah. to be Mister, you know, America did it better, but I've yet to find a silent film outside of America that I enjoy anything more than something like Sunrise or The Great Dictator, which I guess isn't really yeah. a silent film. But hmm. yeah, I oh, Doctor Caligari, Cabinet of I've never seen Caligari's. It, pretty I want to see it just because it just uh, hit its hundredth uh, anniversary. Yeah. The old Nosferatu is interesting. Uh, I yeah. I'm about to watch. There's a few Japanese yeah. uh, silent films. I'm about to Ozu watch uh, and... Shadow of the Vampire. I don't know if you've heard of this. What I have it has not. John Malkovich uh, and Willem no. Dafoe who plays Nosferatu. You've already sold me. <laughs> Isn't someone a director we know wanting to do a Nosferatu? Yeah, movie? it was uh, Robert Eggers. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah. I'm looking forward to. You really need to watch. Uh, Nosferatu, the Will, the Werner Herzog Nosferatu, because I feel like that's almost an inspiration for Eggers. Oh wow, okay. Uh, work so far, it's very atmospheric and stylized. Yeah. Uh, it's also probably the best vampire movie I've ever seen. Wow, okay, uh, interesting. Not not counting that one wonderful comedy called What I, We Do. Yeah, let's say I don't but, know. I mean, I just watched a vampire movie this week, and I, I still it, it made me interested, but. I've yet to find a vampire yeah. movie that's floored me, except for that one well, comedy. We we also watched the life and death of Colonel Blimp. Yes, we did. But we are we are out of time to record yes. right now, so we might just have this as like our little introduction back back to the flow of things yeah. episode, and we will we'll record our discussion on on that at a later date for the next episode. Yes, sure. Why not? Please watch this one, because, spoiler alert, it's my favorite so far. <laughs>